The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our reading from Luke chapter 10, and particularly these verses. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Not long ago, I was scrolling through on Facebook and I saw a picture. That picture showed a young child in the background playing in the home. And then on top of that picture, there were sort of two columns of text. One said something like, what parents were expected to do for their children 50 years ago. The other side said, what parents are expected to do today for their children. Back on the side about 50 years ago, it had one thing listed there, keep them alive. That was it. The other side had a rather long list. It said that parents today were expected to raise their children in a perfectly safe and sterile home environment. They were to prepare them perfectly for college. They were to provide them every opportunity for every extracurricular activity that it was known to man, all while making sure they were consistently happy, constantly entertained, and perfectly well-adjusted the whole time. Now, I bring that up because I know that some of you that are a little older really love it when young people complain about how hard it is to live in our day, right? Love that. Well, rather than setting the older members of the congregation against the younger ones, I think we should use that image simply to remind us of something we all know is true. We as people are very good at adding to the list of things we feel are necessary for life in this world. Especially when times are good, we do this. For once survival seems like a pretty easy thing to accomplish, well, then all sorts of other things get added to the list of what one needs to have for life in this world. And because we are so good at that as humanity, adding things to this list of necessary items, Jesus' words in our gospel reading today come and they cut us right through. For he makes this seemingly outlandish statement that in all the world there is only one thing necessary. Quite frankly, when we hear this statement, we think Jesus a little naive. I mean, really? Only one thing in the whole world is necessary? After all, our lives are filled with things that we feel are necessary. Martha thought what she was doing in the home that day was necessary. She wasn't concerning herself with a bunch of things that were sort of superficial, as far as we can tell, she was mostly concerned with making sure that her guest, Jesus, had a wonderful time there. That he had some food and that things were comfortable for him. Oh yes, we're told she had much on her mind and probably a lot of things in her hands. But I'm sure in her heart, all she thought she was doing was making sure that her guest felt at home. But isn't that how it works with us as well? We tell ourselves that something is absolutely necessary, and then we allow ourselves to feel justified in doing whatever it takes to accomplish those things. 
We tell ourselves that if we were being distracted by useless things, well, we could just stop like that. But we're doing something important. We're doing something necessary. And therefore, we must do them. Well, so was Martha. In her mind, again, serving Jesus was necessary. I'm sure she had been taught that since she was a little girl in the home. That when a guest came, you took care of them. You were hospitable to them. And yet Jesus, he would have none of it. Especially when she sought to take Mary away from that one necessary thing. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. So what do we put on that list of necessary items? What do we put on that list in our lives? And what are the things, therefore, that take us away from simply sitting at Jesus' feet and believing that that is the one necessary thing in life? I mean, the book of Timothy suggests that if we have food and clothing, we should be content with that. So are we? Or do we have a whole other list of things that are necessary if we are to feel like we are getting a fair shake in life? Do we need a nice, newer home? Do we need automobiles that have low miles and a few cool features wouldn't hurt? Do we need trendy furniture in our homes and the latest technology in our hands? Do we need career advancement and the money that comes with it? Do we need every possible insurance that exists to make sure that we never will meet an unexpected need? Do we need retirement at a reasonable age so that we can enjoy life uncumbered by work? Do we think we absolutely need to keep up with what's going on in the news? Do we need to catch that latest episode of that show that everybody's talking about or that's our favorite show? Do we feel like we need to send that text or that snap right now to someone else? Or to return to the Facebook image I mentioned, what do we think our kids need these days? Or our grandkids? What do we think is necessary for them? Is it necessary that they have access to the best education right from the start of their life? Plenty of fun activities to fill free time? Success in athletic endeavors? Do they need to get admitted into the right colleges? Do they need the latest shoes and clothes and technology? so that they'll fit in with everyone else? Do they need to be free from the cruel ways of the mean kids? What about as a church? Do we have things we feel we need here other than sitting at the feet of Jesus? Do we think it is needful to have a beautiful sanctuary like ours that is kept in good condition? Do we think it's necessary that we have programs for every age group that are filled with people? Do we think it's necessary that we have a balance sheet that is always easily in the black? Do we think it's necessary to keep everyone as happy as we can? And of course, all these things I have listed are not bad. I don't think any of the things I listed are bad in and of themselves. But when they become viewed as absolutely necessary, well, then in a moment they become bad. Yes, they're not absolutely bad until they're thought of as absolutely necessary. 
Because once they are thought about as absolutely necessary, well then those things, they will start to make demands. They will demand time. They will demand attention. They will demand money. And sadly, when they begin listing their demands, if we think they're necessary, we're usually very quick just to give in to their demands. We put aside other things and we do their bidding. We give them what they require. And all too often when we start doing this, one of the things that we put aside first is that one thing that Jesus says is necessary. The, the Catechism tells us that when God in the third commandment tells us to remember the Sabbath day, he is telling us that we ought to hold preaching and the word of God sacred and gladly hear it and learn it. We could reword that a little bit to say that what the third commandment is telling us to do is to hold the hearing of God's word as necessary and therefore gladly hear and learn it. And yet, while there are so many things in our mind that are quickly changed from optional to necessary, we seem to just as easily be able to take this one thing that Jesus lists as necessary and make it optional in our lives. And when we do, Sunday mornings begin to be filled with things like sleep or work or sports events, time during the week which could be spent reading the word of God or singing his praises or praying to him. Well, those times are, have already been slotted on our calendar for other things. Money that could be given to the work of God to make sure that we and others have opportunity to hear the word of God, well, it's already been spent or tucked away somewhere. And energy that we could use to focus on the word of God when we get to church or when we open our Bibles in our homes, well, that's spent long before we ever get to those places or open that book. You know, very few people simply wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to take that Bible and throw it in the trash because I'm just not going to read it anymore. It's rare that a family meeting would be held where the one leading the meeting would say, as a family, we've decided we're no longer going to church. And people don't usually just sit there when they're doing their finances and decide one day that they'll scratch out any money that they were ever going to give to the Lord's work in sort of a cold and unthinking way. No, that's not how it works. No, instead, we simply think something else is more necessary. And once we think something else is more necessary, we hear its demands. We yield to those demands. And our attention is turned away from Jesus' work. But enough about us, or we, or them. What about you, each of you? particularly. What are the things in your life that you view as necessary? So necessary that they're taking you away from sitting at Jesus's feet here in church or in the home. What are the things that you struggle with? I'm sure you could quickly list the things that other people in the congregation are struggling with that they've made pri or priorities or idols out of. But what about you? Where is your time going? Where is your energy going? Where is your money going? Is it to help maintain your reputation? Is it to build up your bank account? 
Is it to make sure that your phone is always in front of your face? Where is your time and your energy and your money going? Is it to a relationship in your life? Is it to the sports that you participate in or that you watch? Or to some hobby? Or is it something more basic like sleep or work? Or that dream that you hold out in your heart? Do you, in the end, think that Jesus is a little naive when he says that there's only one thing necessary? Do you think that there is a lot more than that to be worried about? Well, if so, you need to hear him say it again today. For he says there is one thing necessary. And yes, when you hear those words, they will cut you down as you hear them to be sure but you still need to hear them again. You need to hear him, for he speaks truth. One thing is necessary. Necessary for what? Well, for life with God. Life with God now, and life with God eternally. So is that what you truly want most? If not, repent. If so, hear Jesus' words again. Know that there is only one thing necessary for life with God. It's to be with Jesus. Hearing his words, listening to his promises, and receiving the good gifts that he gives. That he gives to us in water and in words and in bread and wine. Yes, today Jesus gathers you here in his house. He doesn't need you to do anything here other than simply sit at his feet. <coughs> and receive his good news and his good gifts. So come before him in humility and repentance. Take your place at his feet. Lay down your idols. Admit that you have not held his preaching and his word as necessary. For then he will speak to you. He will give you again the one thing that is necessary. He will tell you through your pastor that your sins are forgiven, that they are gone. He will preach to you about how he removes the guilt that comes when you recognize that you have misplaced your time and your energy and your money. He will feed you with his body and blood in order that you might truly have life inside of you. There is only one thing necessary. To think otherwise, well, that is naive. And that one thing, it is here for you in abundance today. So receive it and have life. Amen.